0: Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? How's everybody doing out there? Hope you're uh, doing well wherever you're listening from, whether you're listening live or if you're listening from the future. I appreciate all your love and support. Uh, I'm going to start off with my adventure time and then we're going to get to my guests. You know how this goes. If this is your first time listening, I am Sneaky, recording artist, DJ, uh, event coordinator, CEO marketing guru, no, I'm just kidding, Uh, but yeah, I wear a lot of hats, and I put this show together to be able to bring all the people that I meet who are doing awesome, interesting stuff, and give them a platform, and hopefully uh, drop some knowledge about how to follow your dreams, follow your passions, do really cool shit, so thanks for tuning in, and uh, last week had a monthly event that we do every last Wednesday, Hip Hops. It was a mixed bag, man. Uh, you you know, usually the show's freaking out of control, dope, great, great vibes, great art, great vendors, great music, great DJ. You know, turntablism. It's it's usually a great time, but you know, uh, I finally got paid to be there, which is an amazing thing. I appreciate my boy's face and Jelani for recognizing my work. You know, shooting me some funds, but at the same time, kind of fucked up and gave someone the mic who wasn't supposed to have it, all because of a miscommunication, and that led to some drama. And everything ended up being resolved, but it's just a reminder that, you know, there is a dark underbelly to this whole hip-hop entertainment world. And while, you know, we might not be living at the, we might not be at the top like we made it, but we're definitely living the dream. And there's always going to be those out there who, you know, are not satisfied with their own lives. Who, you know, like Noah Jane said last week, who don't love themselves and they lash out. And uh, just got to keep rolling with the punches, man. The next day... On Thursday, I had a show in Long Beach, and the show was kind of whack. Not a lot of people showed up. It wasn't a big payout, but I rocked it, yo. And, like, the 10, 15 people that were there, complete strangers, by the end of my set, they were, like, clapping and giving me props and gave them stickers. And, you know, the bartenders were like, oh, you should be really mad at your friends. You're really good. Like, they should have been here. And I was like... I do this all the time, man. My friends, yeah, I'm trying to find new people. You know, I gotta find, I gotta get the word out. If you keep everything within your network of friends, like, at some point, you're not gonna be able to grow. You know, so you gotta go do shows like that where you go out and you just, you're only rocking for five, three, ten, fifteen strangers, and you know maybe you make a new, a new fan that day. You know, so. There's some people out there, they got my sticker, they know how to spell my name, maybe they'll follow me, maybe they'll look me up on Spotify, maybe they'll go to that bar next time, because it has a lot of potential and I'm planning to do more events out there. So, Long Beach, I'm coming for you, woo! And then on Friday, uh, another monthly event that I'd been hired to do, and last Fridays, man, this spot has such amazing potential, but it just seems like I need to be better about being on time and about equipment, but I also need to be more involved with curating and trying to promote. But it's not really my event, you know? So there's like a line right there where I'm hired to do what I'm hired to do. And even though I want to do more, like I gotta remember that, you know, can't step on people's toes and gotta give people the space to grow. But I just wonder if there's anybody out there listening, how do you quote unquote sell community events to the community? How do you get people to see that their city is the spot to be at on a Friday night. Because we were out there at Ham Park, there was vendors like community from the community selling bomb vegan food and, and jewelry and clothes. And there was entertainment, there was coffee, there was good vibes at the park. You could bring your family, you could bring your friends. It ends early. It ends at 10. So realistically, if you wanted to go do something else, which I did on Friday night after, uh, you know, you could. So I don't know. I got to figure out what that formula is and how we make that something that people actually want to be at. And then uh, Saturday was a mess. (laughs) I don't even want to get into it. But if you're involved with any of the One Son production show that happened. Um, if you know if, if you, you know the drama, then you know the drama. But uh, all I can say is you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And, I, and as much as I want to say that I took a bunch of W's this past week, you know, there, there could be the same argument that I took a bunch of L's. But, hey man, taking the L and still getting up to go and handle your shit, that's a W in my book still. So... I did go to Beyond the streets, though, and let me tell you that the art out there was truly inspiring, you know, like street art um obviously, it's been a huge part of my life from the beginning, just growing up in l a growing up in like you know uh, gang area hip hop, growing up watching movies like wild Style, you know, like all that, and there to see all of that represented in like this sick gallery setting that was like so intentional. And to be able to walk through his exhibits that had been put up by you know it, it it was just dope and there were some things that were like completely out of this world incredible so if you get a chance to go they extended it i'm not exactly sure when it ends but go i mean it only costs 25 bucks and if you go like on certain days certain times you can find coupons it's it was a dope it was a dope ex- uh exhibit and um i walked away feeling inspired you know and i saw People that I knew and people that I read about and people that I'd seen in movies and like art that I didn't know who it was and now I got context for it and all of that stuff is just, you know, art is amazing, whatever medium. So those were my adventures. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll be queuing you in on what's coming up next, but I want to get to my guest. Uh, after my event on Friday, I went to go hang out with this awesome dude at the Downey Brewing Company. And, yo, it was cracking, dog. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I even had people tell me that, you know, who have gone there before, who have been like, yo, I was, like, really surprised. Like, like someone from Downey was like, I was proud to be from Downey that night because it was so cracking there. So I was like, well, I'm boy doing it. So this is Alex. He goes by DJ Lovesick. And uh, let's just kick this off. I'm going to ask this. I asked this question to everybody. If someone was to come up to you in the street, a complete stranger, like some crazy person and be like, yo, Alex, what do you do? How would you answer that? And be as practical, metaphorical, specific, big picture as you want. Like,
1: Well, I mean, to be, all right, well, to be blunt and direct and just to p- paint the broad picture, I, I would say I'm an entrepreneur in a way, but I'm also a content creator in a way. Content creator, okay. But yeah. We're both like a slash, a slash in between. Um... I'm like me and you relate a lot because we, we wear a lot of hats like yeah I definitely. I definitely am in that spectrum as well so um mainly a DJ just that I I sell myself as more of a DJ I'm mobile and and club DJ as well it's pretty known and Downey as you mentioned Fridays are the 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 my residencies that I build right there throughout Downey and uh and I'm happy that you know right now I'm, I'm Right there, being able to stay with that uh, Downey Brewing Company right now. And so. how long has that been going on now? Uh, I've been working with them for oh, almost two years now. Okay. Um, at first, I was working at their first location at Beer Garden in downtown LA.
0: And that's spelled B-E-I-R-T. So it has some weird, it's not <laughs> yeah, like it's, weird it's as,
1: like the yeah. Art Garden, but it's like it, supposed to be German or
0: something, that. It's right? like,
1: they had like October, for like. like yeah, Br Garden or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cartine. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. Br Cartine. Yeah. yeah, something like that. No yeah,
1: this, which is pretty cool, man. It was it's a pretty great spot. Um, it's the I mean there's run by another promoter now, but um, yeah, they transferred me over from there the first year, then I, I moved over to Downey, which is more local where I'm the area where I'm staying at now, and uh, yeah, that's they gave me the opportunity to grow there with a residency on Fridays, and right now, yeah, it's a, it's a popping spot right now.
0: So entrepreneur and content generator. So um, just as pretending I don't know anything about you, like when I hear those things, I think of that's kind of like, that's kind of what every artist tells me when that comes in here and sits in that chair, right? Like yeah. we, we generate content. That's what we do. Um, is that just the world that we're living in today that everybody is basically a content generator? Or like, because um, obviously... So that content's for social media usually, right? So what are you creating usually? Like what, you know, tell people about your content that you create and how does that work out?
1: Yeah, well, in my in my, well, in my line of work, like I work with two teams right now. As of one, I have my collective, The Black Room LA, and I have another collective, uh, shout out to Nate, and it's called Locals Only. Where, where we focus on two demog- two different demographics, they're similar but they're totally in different areas. And what I mean about content creation, going back to that, is where I'm able to do uh, video promotion, flyer work, uh, animated animated flyers, all that stuff, and I take care of that for both teams, as well as my own uh, personal like um, the DJ persona that i have as well so and
0: people hire you to do that who you don't work with like like random other promoters other venues like you get work that way too as well
1: yeah as well as the residencies that i have too they take advantage of that factor as well that i provide that service um at first it's funny because i started off as a hobby before even i started djing um, so you
0: were doing graphics and multimedia stuff before you started djing
1: yeah yeah i was always drawing i was i used to be like just you know going into art shows like i used to used to do that a lot prior before I got into the whole party scene. But, yeah, it was it was a knack of mine. Even through high school, I used to draw all the time, too. Um, I wanted to be a graphic designer initially when I got out of high school. But the thing is that um, I got caught up with, you know, just financial issues and stuff like that. Everybody has to go to work, you know? Like,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. And back then, there wasn't all the social media that gave you the opportunity to make money off of graphic design. Like, you had to get contract or work for a firm or you know start doing like really start doing your own underground like you'd have to do by like, kind of what you're doing now you would have to build a whole business around it but without the internet which is like a lot more difficult back then and so now we're in the golden age um let's keep it in the past for a bit uh, just for full transparency full disclosure we've known each other for a long time now right Yeah. do you remember when we met because i definitely don't <laughs> <laughs> crazy party life you know that's 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 kind well, of Well we my definitely met, we
1: definitely met at a party we yeah, def- yeah for through mature friends we met through par- each other through a party but i remember meeting was you Was it after high school? Yeah that was after high school
0: cuz i feel like i met Brandon in high school or like right after like he had like, I don't know if he was, like, in his final year or something, but... So I met you after. When when did you start DJing? That might help me figure out when...
1: See, the yeah, the thing is, our mutual friend is Brandon, so the thing is that... Shout I, out B. Julius. B. Julius and Sick-ass
0: DJ. Yeah. Fucks with him heavy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. I, I've known him since middle school, actually. So we go way back. The thing is that I started supporting him. I wasn't even DJing. I started supporting him when he started DJing. And the clubs and everything right after high school, like around eighteen. Okay. So that's roughly around the time I met you.
0: Right. It's Do you remember hearing about him DJing house parties when he was in high school? Was he DJing in high school? Or yeah. Am I, or am I fucking that up?
1: No, he he yeah he used to yeah. DJ in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he, I used yeah. to go support as well. Like I was just one you know supporter. From, he used to be my boy, and then he got me into DJing. He's one of the one of my main influences, and I got into the scene as well. At that time, it was the whole underground, like, electro scene, you know, LMFAO, and everybody wanted to be a DJ.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I kind of caught on to that in a sense, but I fell in love with DJing afterwards. It wasn't just, like, just for the hype, you know? Right. I I transitioned from that electro scene into hip-hop, and, you know, hip-hop was always heavy with me since high school. You know, I mean, you can relate. We, right, we grew up yeah, in the hood. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: kind of what we listened That's that's what we listened to. That's what our parents told us not to listen to, and so it made us want to listen to it even more. Yeah. Um. So, you start DJing, um, electro house, which is kind of where everybody starts. I feel like house is one of the easiest things to mix. Yeah. Like my homegirl, the, uh, she's just started DJing vinyl. She's probably been doing it for like a year, or two maybe. Um maybe like one and a half. And, you know, before she was just doing random drops, and now she's actually starting to, to do like the whole beat matching thing. And she's like, she used to talk shit about house, and now she's like, fucking house music is dope. Like, you know, and <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, well, everybody has to start there. It's really easy. So I'm, we always, we always trip out because we hang out and we, we party. I go, I go support you at your events. Yeah. You'll book me and vice versa. And so we always trip out. We had this conversation about how like, we're some of the few that are still doing it. Like there were a lot of DJs back then, yeah. and there was like this, this um, what sort of I'm looking for saturation, right? Yeah. LMFAO. Yeah. uh There was that whole crossover. Power 106. Crookers. Kid Cudi. Like everybody wanted to be a DJ, and uh, that kind of we kind of messed up our business at that point because you know it was it was hard to get booked for a reasonable price because everybody was charging cheap as fuck but we always talk about how we're still doing it yeah. right and how like a lot of that fizzled out a lot of those djs who popped up during that time didn't stay super into it didn't stay dedicated to it And i'm just wondering what you know what about djing what about you know the scene partying events all that like what kind of what do you think kept you into into it and what do you why like why do you think other people like phased out
1: well i mean what kept me into it is just the, the I mean I love the reaction everywhere I go where I play and I like making I like satisfying my clients well, it's two spectrums you know like when you have your your individual private events and you know you got to please your clients that satisfies you like compliment satisfies you the reaction satisfies you everything throughout the night um as well as going to a clover lounge you know like I love mixing and seeing people's reactions and the fact that I have full control over that it's just it's something that it's it's unique it's only to, to me you know like every dj has their signature mix you know like or the way that their style is the way they present themselves the way they get on a mic like everything is different between like everybody has their character when they dj i feel like that's what kept me interested and intrigued like I, I I really like the I, the fundamentals of DJ and everything. It's just it's appealing to me. I love it. I, I, I'm I feel like I'm always gonna be a DJ. You know, like it's even if I'm at home, even if I have kids, like fuck it, I'm gonna have my vinyls right there in the back, rocking out. You know, it's it's a lifestyle. I I chose I chose that because I felt it like that. I feel that other people that fell out of it could be could be in many reasons. Like you know, life always happens. You know, there's um you know breakups uh, sometimes you know you have children you know things are not planned you got to go to work stuff like that so I I feel like it, 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 it's just time management to be honest with you like you can make time if you really wanted to you know?
0: right yeah, yeah that's definitely that goes with anything right Yeah.
1: and I felt for me it worked it, it, the formula that I had was is good and it kept me this long and consistent and, and the growth was something that inspired me more it's, it, 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 there wasn't I wasn't going anywhere downhill, where it was all just uphill, everything was just stacking up more gigs, more opportunities, and that kept me going, like, that was my drive. So
0: you were kind of affirmed by all the things that, the good things that were coming your way, and it kept you on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: like, how, how long after... So what, like you got into like the whole electro house scene? What, 2013? No. Well,
1: officially, no. Officially, I have eight, eight years DJing. I got into it in 2010. 2010. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the explosion, like yeah. you were there, yeah, when the explosion happened. Yeah. Okay, uh, and how? So the electro house, 2010 to whenever. When do you think, like, when did the whole event? planning aspect start. Did you always throw events when you first started DJing? Like were you and Brandon teaming up to throw events? Like was that always was that always part of the package? Like hey I'll throw it like I DJ, I'll throw the event, I'll get to DJ it, or like were you getting gigs and then eventually you were like fuck making money for these fools? Like how did that work out?
1: Well see that's how it first started. It was just uh, shout out to my boy Marley by the way. Um it was me and Marley that used to just uh, first go out to these parties and organize them and you know, back in the day, we used to ch- try to make money and throw these random house parties. And I used to just work in the background just like, you know, just to help out the guys that were organizing it. I wasn't necessarily organizing it from the get, but after you a while. You saw that side of it. Yeah, I, I learned from them. And now and then after a while, me and Marley kind of just decided to go on our own venture and try to throw our own parties. And I kind of liked that idea, and I kind of liked the whole aspect of introducing you know, new DJs there and everything, but it was always a constant problem with the house parties because, you know, as you know... You
0: get raided, you get, there's no money, gangs are involved, drugs yeah. are involved, cops get involved, and it's not really a sustainable model.
1: Exactly. Know? So after it's a cool while... cool when
0: you're not 18, but after that, it's like, dude, get your ass into a club. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. I felt it was at a point where, like, we had the following, but we didn't have the establishment. Right. So that's when I transitioned to making events. Officially, I would say, like, around 2014... 2015, That's when the Black Room kind of grew out of that. It grew out of another partner of mine. Shout out to Chase Roberts. We just got tired of, like, the whole factor of, as DJs, and pre, we were producing at the time as well, um, we were trying to get booked, you know, at Avalon, these big EDM, like, yeah, clubs exchange. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got tired of the whole formula with DJs. It's like you got to go sell tickets, and then, you know, you got to pay to play, the that, that whole technical side of things. So we're like, why don't yeah, we? Yeah, like just...
0: the business side, or the, uh, what would I call it, the, uh, the, the systemic oppression part of it. You know, yeah. like the the promoter, the promoter part of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it's not. I mean, I've grown into that now. Being an organizer, I see both sides. The DJ and organizer, just it's yeah, you gotta have that balance. Like you have to have a mutual understanding because you just can't book somebody that isn't gonna bring you any benefit. You know.
0: Right. There's got to be value, and yeah. I think that's something that we try to always, I mean, I don't know if I've ever said it explicitly, but I mean, as, as an entrepreneur, as an independent contractor, as someone who has your own business, like your job is to provide value. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, then you can't really justify asking for money. You know what I mean? So like, but a lot of people, again, in the internet, super accessible to technology, music, all that stuff, like... It takes a lot less for people to get into this and so since you don't invest as much time you don't really like build up that value and then you have like a false sense of entitlement right because you're like hey i'm a dj i'm good i got followers you know but like people don't come out to see you or you're not producing your own stuff or so yeah you have to be able to provide that value so as a person throwing an event you're looking for people that are going to bring value and then, as a person who's trying to get an event, you're looking at the, you you have to know your own value and what you bring to that table.
1: That's exactly what it comes down with. My whole graphic design, me being a, just solely a DJ isn't enough. I provide graphic design services and promotional services on top of that, so I could kind of just, in a way, stand out from the rest. Right. But it gives it gives my my it gives a, it gives me value. Like you said, it just gives me value to whoever's booking me. But then I also the balance is as an organizer myself with my with my events, I have to have to kind of have that mentality as well who I'm booking like right. whoever I'm booking has to have that similar value like of course I give opportunity to everyone and I, and at first I did start that we had a big issue with my team about that because I, I was opening the doors to everyone, but I started noticing that I wasn't getting anywhere. Right, it had to be a certain amount of people that I have to let in for growth because if you open the doors for everyone, it's it's gonna take time for you to, you know, actually pick and choose who's going to actually going to be, you know, growing with you, unless you could just do it from the get, you know. Right,
0: right, right. Um, a little bit more strategic. Yeah. As opposed to like, hey, let's have a good time, and we'll figure it out later. It's like, okay, let's figure it out first, and then we could have a good time when the yeah. events are popping.
1: That's exactly what we do. We do strategic booking now. We scout. We, instead of um letting everybody come and catch cassette, you know, because, now we have a we have we have a waiting list that's really big, but you know <laughs> we have to limit it down. We have to start scouting out who we really want in our show, because it, it grows to a point, man. When you start investing in your brand and and patience, you know, like it goes like into what you have with Shingy Entertainment. It's it took a while.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? A long
1: time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's still going, bro. I haven't got there yet. Still, <laughs> we're still working at it. So, um, what is the so Black Room is the event that kind of was born out of this this want and need to throw events and DJ and that whole crowd experience. Yeah, it, so
1: it, it, it started as a, just being Chase just wanted, just inviting a couple of friends, the local guys, just to come and play. And, uh, you know, just invite your friends. That was the whole theme of it, just invite your friends, just come and have a, have a great time. The first couple of shows, it, it, went, it went great. Um, but then we started noticing that if we didn't have the team to keep the, up the consistency. So we kind of just laid off in and out. Um, with that, with that said, we had just taken a break for a while, but then after we moved to Downey, when I was moving over to making the transition to Downey, that's when it started growing again. And I brought the team back and we were like more involved with the venue and that gave us more an opportunity to, you know, Establish ourselves really good. And when you say downy you're talking about
0: the Epic Lounge. The Epic Lounge, not yes. Downey Brewing Company. Not Brewing Company. Because Brown- I no. was <laughs> confused for a second, and I was like, okay, we should probably clarify it. Yeah. So you have, so you do this. You, this is this is your full gig, right? You don't have a nine to five anymore. Or are you still working a job to like to make the ends meet? Like, what's your if you if you want to talk about it? If you don't, you no. Don't as to.
1: of now, no, I don't. I do not have a nine to five. I I do, do full time. Um, the Black Room.
0: Nice, I like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I ring it? Yeah, go for it. There you go. Yeah, there go. <laughs> hey
0: man, whenever I hear something I like, I ring the bell man. <laughs> so you, the black room's like your full gig and then I like, like that's like your brand. You're wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, of that you 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 create all the content for it, flyers, you made stickers, like that's like gonna be your thing. But then you have Residencies at other venues, and you still do private events, birthdays, quinceaneras, weddings, all that.
1: Yeah, I do all that. Full time, I work from technically Tuesday to Saturday, or sometimes Sundays. Um, Just straight, um, either my residential bookings, clubs, lounges, promotions, scouting, scouting, DJing, DJing, everything. And then besides, like, well, Blackroom is my main team, but I also do the promotional efforts for local zoning as well. That's another team I have invested on. Uh, but I don't have a percent And what's the, control. you said
0: it was like different demographics or different things, similar but different. Like, so what's the, what separates locals only from, is it locals only? Be, but like, there have to be Hollywood locals or LA well, locals? I mean, yeah,
1: they reach out to Hollywood. Lo, lo, locals only reaches out mostly to Hollywood, I would say. And Los Angeles area mainly caters to that side. Um, like that's, the north, northeast Los Angeles, Yeah. north side, like towards the valley like those they, uh, they caters to those and it caters more to producers and um, like people actually creating their own music and yes. then DJing their own music
0: so exactly. you're hearing like completely original sets as opposed to like top 40s or other people's tracks that are on Beatport and stuff like that
1: exactly yeah it's more exclusive and more catered to the produ- the production all DJ that you know it is today that every DJ wants a shot to come and play their music locals only is a spot to go to
0: right so you don't have to come and play a cracking set just as long as it's your set yeah yeah, yeah.
1: the showcase opportunity is there. there right. and, and Black Room where it differs is that we give opportunity to DJs locally that just want to come and showcase regardless if you're not a producer or not like me yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which uh, we've had you on plenty of times and you did awesome you know we hey, always, we, that's why we have you back it's always fun
0: to rock with y'all because I feel like it's like low pressure you know what I mean it's like yeah you are like hey you got to bring people you're you know the amount of people you bring is going to determine your set time but at the end of the day like I'm I don't know I'm not pressured to sell tickets if no one comes it's not like I don't get to play you know like y'all are like you're cool you know you I feel like because you are DJs and you've been doing this you feel that struggle and so you understand, like, hey, man, you're not, like, people aren't always going to be able to get people to come out, but you still need to give them a shot or else they're never going to be able to build up that rep to get people to come out. It's like a weird, like, feedback loop.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: let's um switch gears a little bit. This is like our second half of the interview. Uh, I want to hear advice. I want to hear tips. If there's DJs out there who are just getting started or... Who already have their mixing down and they're trying to get gigs. And, you know, like if they, if they wanted to come and play for you, you know, you, you said you kind of have a gate now that you keep, you know, you, you have a waiting list. Like what are things to, that you need to do to get on that list and how how are ways to stand out to like... You know be able to get booked and i know i just asked you like 20 questions and i you gotta get not, better about not doing that not, <laughs> asher called me out last time but, you're um, good. but i feel like it's just it's better just for you to just i can wind you up and then you can kind of like you know these are all the, the points i want you to hit like talk about it however you want like how do you scout where do you go, like, it, is it one thing, like, you have to have gigs already? Or do you, have you ever booked someone that's never been booked
1: before? Like, how does that work? Well, I mean, w- when it comes down to bookings, uh, personally, me, what I scout out for for a DJ, and this is the best advice, is always to have content of where you've been playing. Content of your shows, pictures of where you've been playing at. Um, mixes are always, are be consistently social media, like, being consistently with your people to have mixes out. I would recommend every two months, three months at least. Um I rang that because I need to get on that. Just so you know. Yeah, no, I, I need. I'm just as guilty saying it, you know, because I've been busy with myself. I haven't put anything out right, in a while. Right, but right. that, that right there, when I see a DJ, that's that consistent having content and music. It's really important for me to, like, know what he can bring to our show and what his style is, because every DJ, like I said, is different. And there's some of them when we have a theme night. For example, we just had a bass babes night, which is all female lineup. We had uh, over ten DJs that were all female that come and played. Um, we had a. But also, the
0: style had to be a certain, 'cause is, I mean, like any bass music, or was it like house or like? Well, yeah. Like, see,
1: since we have two stages in, the, in at Epic Lounge, in, in a sense, um, the main stage was it was catered more to the EDM crowd. Uh, we had Skeleton headlining. Um, shout out to Skeleton. It was her first headline show. We gave her that opportunity. Uh, she was really, really happy with it. Um, she brought some guests as well. Everybody had a great time. Did
0: she end up putting out a story that was like, "I'm so thankful"? Yeah. Like, okay. I, I saw it. I don't know how I saw it, but I came across it. So like, I, that's cool, man. Really-
1: yeah, 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 man. I was, I was happy that she was happy with it, and to give her the opportunity to do that, and I could tell that it was just. The, the the love was there. When I saw her bring her people, and then everybody was rocking out, I was like, "Damn!" Like she deserved it. She, I've known her for a while. She used to work at it. I know her through locals only. I've seen her play before. She's been working hard. She does her own music. I felt like you know maybe I could give her that opportunity, so I did, and everything went great. And and that's what I mean about like when it comes down to bookings again, it's like when I meet or know of these people when they try to apply or something, is that you have to be consistent. When I go to skeleton's page, for example. She already has music out, she's working on her next release. She's working on the next mixtape. She has pictures up already scheduled throughout the week. That consistency is important wherever regardless of the black room or not. I think wherever you go, you're going to be successful if you have that content. Especially now in 2018, it's like you need to have content because yeah. if we rewind 10 years ago, like we didn't have Instagram like we do now, like
0: Dude, I was telling, I forget who I was telling, um, but you'll probably remember this. Do you remember DJ Bear and like, text message parties? like You get a text message, it was like DJ Bear. And you already knew it was going to be dope, cracking, and you would show up. And it was a bunch of people there, cute girls, and it was, like, always kind of the same crowd. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have, if they didn't have your number and you didn't get that text, like, you didn't show up. You know, and it was, like, really, like, exclusive, but... You always knew it was gonna pop off. Yeah. And DJ Bear didn't have to. He didn't have any competition. You know. Yeah. He had this like list of numbers, and the, the the messages went out, and then the party cracked.
1: Yeah, it was one of the best parties. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Like Linwood, like that. fool ran Linwood for I don't know like two yeah. years, and then like yeah. MySpace started coming out, and all these like you know social media kind of ruined the game for some of these people that had their niche already because now it's like. There's there's too much, you know? Yeah.
1: People have too many choices now. It's because, yeah, I feel like everybody found out. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> the it, secret's, the out. secret's out. The secret's out. The secret's out. Everybody just abused the fact. And, and now everybody's... Er, like, there was a time where everybody wanted to be a DJ, you know? It's still. I mean, it's still like that. I mean, yeah, I get a lot of people coming up to me to ask me, can you teach me?
0: Or I see people posting up that they're taking lessons. Like, a lot of DJ schools have popped up. Like, in whole... It's, you know, I had my cousin in here, he's an actor, and he almost, you know, he, he made this joke about, you know, the only people getting, or there's a saying, the only people getting rich in the gold rush are people selling pickaxes and wheelbarrows, you know? It's yeah. like, so now there's a whole industry around trying to, like, give people that dream, right? Like, oh, we could teach you how to DJ, and we could teach you how to market yourself, we could teach you this, we could teach you that, and then those people get money, and I don't know, always know how, you know, the, they're, the people that pay come out on the end if they end up being great DJs that get booked. I don't know how that works, but it seems like there has become an industry, right? Like you're able to make money off of generating content because there is a need out there for people that need that content who don't know how to make it themselves, right? So now like like I feel like 10 years, I should have said like like 20 times, oh my god. <laughs> mm. You know, 4, 5, 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to do what I did. And I know that because I tried and it didn't work, you know. And obviously I had my own issues, I wasn't as organized, I didn't have as as much of a vision, you know, I wasn't as disciplined, but at the same time, there wasn't a lot of tools out there, because at one point, we were doing parties Friday, Saturday, every weekend, and they were great, house parties, you know, cracking, out of control, you know, we ran Compton for a little bit, but it was like, it dried up. Yeah. Yeah. Like unless unless you started going off into that next level of production producing music or generating great content. I remember like when videos came out and people were doing those roaming, promo video roaming, videos. roaming roaming yeah. photography yeah. videos, like it's almost like things that you only used to see at clubs and raves became shit that you saw everywhere. It yeah. was like you took they took that model and became like now no matter what you're doing if you don't have some kind of promo video and a dope flyer it's like it's probably not going to pop off and i think that's kind of the issue that i've been running into with like you know in my intro back to back whack events is that like when you do too many you don't have time to generate good content then you don't get a good result you know you're not doing good marketing there's not a good promo Mm. and it's just it sucks because well i mean it's dope and it sucks right because once upon a time it didn't need to be that way And if you knew the person and you knew that all your friends were going to go there, you knew it was going to be a dope party. Mm. But at the same time now, as a consumer, you get access to all this kind of cool shit because you're like, hey, I know what this party's going to look like. And, oh, fuck, this flyer looks dope. Like, oh, look at all these artists that are out now. And it's it's a mixed bag. But, I mean, that's why what we do is not easy but super fulfilling because when we break through and people come through to our events and you get to see those reactions that you like and Mm. you get to – you get to see the smiling faces and the DJ's killing it and the people are enjoying themselves. It's like, it's a win, you know?
1: Yeah, and I see that all throughout Los Angeles and even, like, switching out people are just being, they're being content creators in their own, like, in their own way, whether it be a, a collective of a party, or starting off their own business on something they want, like a taco stand or something, like. Like tacos and buns. Tacos and buns. <laughs> Shout out to tacos and buns. I'm, uh, <laughs> the one-year
0: anniversary, yes. dude. They're coming out.
1: We'll yeah. talk about that later, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's. It's a great time to make content, right now it's a great time to to be an entrepreneur. I feel like technology is just replacing old jobs and and giving opportunity for us to create new ones from scratch. Right. And it's going to take time. I mean. Yeah, like I, I, I can honestly say, yeah, I'm, um, I don't work a nine to five, but I'm, I'm consistent and I'm able to make a living at this point. But it's, it's hard, it's hard work. People just think that I just yeah. go out and DJ. Like, no, it takes preparation, on top of the graphic design, on top of the organizing. It's just, I, I have an office in my room now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to move my office to my room because it was way too hot to survive
0: in um, the rest of my apartment. So, yeah. yeah I, got, I Have an office in my room now too. So, um. Events that people can come and see you at the black room is that's a monthly so it happens every month is it consistently the same weekend does it kind of fluctuate depending on booking like it, when's the do you have the, well, the next date maybe the,
1: the next date is August 25th we're gonna have a mumatone versus reggaeton night Ooh,
0: so if you like to shake your ass yeah.
1: <laughs> let the me ladies. see what you got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's free all night. Um, it, yeah, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have momentone producers versus uh, reggaeton DJs. So it's gonna be full, it's gonna be a packed house. Um, and that's
0: gonna be on the two rooms are gonna be one and one the two stages or are you gonna have it mixed up on both battles
1: it's gonna be like yeah versus it's like battles like one dj is gonna be like a top 40 reggaeton hip-hop and the next one's gonna be a momentone producer doing live remixes and stuff like that so it's pretty, it's pretty fresh you know um like i said we get both the opportunity for the producer and the dj showcasing back to back and it's a free show um and yeah. Also, is we're contributing for, uh, I think, it was, it's also for the li- Live Art Downey in the Epic Lounge. They're going to have another like festival outside of there. Like a little block party like they had for St. Patrick's Day? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, after, so after that, the after party is the black room, so people just walk over. Damn. So, it's be so what's good. the
0: date for that?
1: August 25th.
0: August 25th.
1: Yeah. And that's a
0: Saturday? Saturday. Yeah,
1: we always start on a Saturday usually towards the third week of the month it's always free it's yeah it fluctuates depends you know Uh, we used to do free events but now we're we're, we're getting getting more um... heavy hitters i would say really good dj's really good producers. production is really high When you walk in you could just i mean you've been to our events like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just no like backyard party you know
0: not, no, no no yeah, yeah cause you do the graphics that are moving on the screen and there's visuals and there's a full bar and the sounds sound and are dope, lighting yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's full production all around so people could go check me out uh... check us out at the black room l.a on Instagram, and August twenty fifth is our next event. And after that, every month we just have a different theme events. Like we feel we're gonna have a, a dubstep night, um, dubstep and rhythm night. We're gonna, cater we're gonna back. bring
0: those dudes from the OC. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> bring those guys back.
1: <laughs> nice. uh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna launch that off uh, our first dubstep and rhythm night. And then after that, we're going back to house, one hundred percent house music. And what's up with play? Are we gonna do that again? Play, yeah, we're gonna be there August fourteenth, I think, Sunday. Yeah, So this is yeah, or. Around there. I forgot. I'm just going to remember that day right now. in
0: Costa Mesa. You know I like that venue, I, like I told you when after that day, I think like that's sh- that has a lot of potential, but we got to treat it differently because it's, it's a game lounge, you know? It's like an arcade night and I feel like we could really push
1: that. Like yeah, that. Brian, shout out to Brian if he's watching. Um, um Brian loved it. He was like, "Yeah, I want you guys that definitely gave me a date right away." uh we just uh since we i just it's monday i just had uh base babes is saturday um we're going to finish that up but yeah, as soon as we, we get everything going get the lineup going we'll definitely put it out so yeah that's oh. our summer sessions installment as well for the summer we do a, a different installment aside from the monthly so um but we're doing this in costa mesa in oc trying to hit another demographic another area so so we could get more growth and following in that area too
0: All right, so we're about to wrap up right here, and then I'm going to kind of tell people what I got coming up. But before we do that, um, any last words you want to say? Any any last advice that comes to you? Or if, if anybody listening wants to reach out to you and, like, try to get on a lineup or maybe hire you to do some content generation from them, like, tell them your links, tell them. Kinda of how you know how to reach you and all that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So if you're a DJ and you're in the Los Angeles area, want to be a part of the Black Room, you can message us directly at the uh the Blackroom LA at gmail.com. The Blackroom LA. The Blackroom LA at, at G-M- Gmail dot com. Okay. Or you can reach us on the DM at the Blackroom LA on Instagram. And as well, um also yeah, you guys can follow me. on am at LVSK underscore Live. Uh and yeah, just check me out and my advice is, yeah, just just keep pushing. I I feel like I'm if everybody's. I mean, I, I, there's certain people I look up to, and they're able to do it. Uh, there's no excuse. I mean, you just gotta be disciplined and push it. You know, like. Well, see,
0: okay. That 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 actually made me think of something else. Like, aside from mixes and content generating and doing stuff on social, is there anything that you can that you know advice about DJs that like. Where they can actually, like, have to be there in person and network and meet people? Like, is that a thing in the DJ world? Because in hip-hop, like, if people don't know you, if they haven't seen you before, if you haven't been to their events and, like, actually, like, like met them and kind of, like, vibed out, like, it's harder to get booked or it's harder for them to support you or harder for them to put you on, you know? So, is that... Is that a thing in the DJ world or do you do a lot of bookings like straight through the Internet without ever meeting people? I know you have brought some people from Mexico before. Was that like straight through Internet or was there some kind of like previous connection there? How does that work?
1: It, it, it's both. It's both. Uh, you know, I would say 50-50. Half of it is um, the DJs that are featured in Black Room are what I, we scout out. And then the other half is the people that are come involved and support us, show every show. There's DJs that just come and just watch the show and come and support the, the the whole night, you know. And then they get to come and network, talk to other DJs, talk to us. And that's really important because we do that too as well. We go support other collectives. Right. And at, at you, like, I mean, as a DJ, you're, you're your own brand. You have to go out and network. That's really important. That's something I encourage to everybody to be disciplined. I know there's the 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 thing is that everybody uh, the issue is time. I feel like that's that's what keeps everyone back sometimes. It's just managing time to go network with other people, network with your brand, and just make that reach. And then you know that that I, I that's the thing I want to tell everybody is, or the, the aspiring DJ just to just to go out and network. That's, it really works. Time
0: time is an issue, right? Yeah. Like. Not having enough of it, not saving it, or you know, like not being able to make it. But I always feel, and I think we've even had this conversation. Is like if you really want it, you can do it, right? Exactly. Like if, yeah. that's, if that's the thing you want. Yeah. You're going to make sacrifices in other places yeah. to make sure that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Either, you know, you're not going to go out or you're going to, you know, miss a dinner date. Or, or... do a free
1: set. Because I, 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 there's times I do free sets sometimes just to be grab the opportunity to talk to a person. I work for free mm-hmm. all the time. Motherfucker, well, yeah. you're taking
0: advantage yeah. of
1: your dog. Shit. <laughs> 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 people take advantage of you, bro. No, I mean, like, all of us, you know, we know what it is. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. And it's
0: like if you're there with the intention that it's a move yeah if you're making a move it's one thing right like it's like it's like chess like you know, you move a pawn, and you didn't know it was gonna get killed, and you're like, oh, fuck!" But if you move it, and you're like, "I hope this motherfucker takes me," like that's yeah. it's a sacrifice, right? And that's that's the move. Exactly. Hey, man. Well, thank you for. I appreciate you coming out sh- such short notice. You know, no, just thank you for having my me. my guest canceled, and we had been talking about getting you on, and so I appreciate you making yourself no, available. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a good conversation. Um, I will be putting it on the podcast app. It will get replayed throughout the week, so uh, I'll let you know. You can tell your people if they missed it or anybody on Instagram if you want to hear the audio later, it'll be it'll be up. So.
1: For sure. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, Thank no problem. Me.
0: Now, just so y'all know, a couple things in the sneaky ENT world. I have been booked to curate a stage at the Vernon Huntington Park Open Streets event. It is a Ciclavia type event. It's thrown by Metro. Um, basically, they're shutting down the streets between the Slauson Station, the Blue Line, and the L.A. River. So on Sunday, August 19th, you will be able to ride your bike completely unimpeded from either the L.A. River or the Blue Line. And then, like, in between on this route, there's going to be a whole different stops, different stops with different things, arts, something for the kids. And then on Pacific Boulevard in my hometown, we're going to have a big-ass stage, La Sonora Dinam- I'm, Sonora f- Dinamita. Yeah, fuck, man. I'm <laughs> such a <bocho. laughs> La Sonora's going to play. They're going to rock a one-and-a-half-hour set right there on Pacific. And I've been hired to help with logistics and book acts. So if there's any community-based uh, rappers, bands out there that have, like, m- music that's good for all ages, family-friendly, and you're willing to, you know, make sacrifice to work for free, But, you know, get press out of it, get photos out of it, and get to rock on a legit stage um, on Pacific in front of, you know, a lot of people. Reach out. I'm going to be curating it. I'm trying to put all my friends on. I've already started reaching out to people, and, you know, I'm doing it. So if you're interested, come out. If you're not an artist and you just want to come out and, you know, bike around, it's also available. I have flyers. I'll be putting them up. Come out to my events. We can talk about it. The Speakeasy for my monthly hip-hop event, Speakeasy Maywood, is coming up again in a couple weeks, um, August 10th, Friday, August 10th, every second Friday, and my boy Demise actually did a takeover, you know, so we're talking about putting people on and giving people the ability to kind of see, you know, what they can do. I, I told my boy, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks, you book the acts, you run the show, you host it, you help promo it, and, you know, we'll see how it goes, and you have a chance to put your people on. You have a chance to, you know, leverage yourself, your brand, as having access to a show. And so let's do it. So, you know, my boy's going to run it. The flyer's out. I also printed some general flyers. I printed a 1,000 flyers with my face on them um, just, you know, because I'm narcissistic and love myself and everything's about me. And Don't you ever forget <laughs> it. <Nah. laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, they'll be, I'll be passing those out, I'll be getting them around. If anybody wants to help me distribute those, if anybody wants to help be part of my team, Um, we're pushing it, man. Uh, Hip Hops is already set. It's the 29th? Yeah, the 29th of August. So um, we got events coming up. I'm always busy. I'm always working out here. I'm always trying to, you know, do it for my people. I've been hearing a lot of good feedback about everything that we've been going on. So even when, you know, there's times that I lose hope or I feel like, This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I always appreciate all of you reaching out to me, sending me text messages, telling me the radio show inspired you, telling me some freaking post that was way too long on Instagram, the caption was a paragraph, it inspired you, like I'm writing essays out here. Uh, I appreciate all those kind words because um, I need that, you know, we all need that sometimes to hear that we're doing it and that people see us and that they believe and, you know, even though I I do it for myself, sometimes that's not enough. You know, I got to be able to do it for my people. I got to know that there's there's an impact because at some point I can go do anything and be fine. You know, I can go work in any field and go get it. You know, my homie was like, "Why don't you work for Google? Why don't you work for some firm? Why don't you go?" It's like, dude, I have the resume. If I want to go get a job like that, I could. And I'd be making millions for some other fool, and I'm not going to be able to help none of my people like that. So where's where's the trade-off? You know, so we're out here. Every Monday night, 8 to 9 p.m., you can catch your boy, Sneaky, on the west side of the After Party. After Party Network, shout out, Montana. I know you're listening. I appreciate this opportunity every day. Um, thank you, Brittany, for being here, consistent, early, running the board, giving me beautiful expressions to laugh at that nobody knows that you're doing it. Like right now, like, see, that's you, you creep. I love you, girl. I love you. I wanted I wish you were on this show because you're a DJ. I was gonna be like, oh, do you do mixes and do all that? And so, but next time. We'll have you next, my boy will be back. I'll have other DJs on. We're gonna have you on. Alright, y'all. That's it for me. Brittany, take us out. I love you. <laughs>